You're listening to Source with Stu Finer. Welcome to Source with Stu Finer, podcast number 32 on SoundCloud and iTunes. Ready to roll, 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 ready to roll. Best month of the year, December. Uh, So much going on, not necessarily because it's even the holidays, just so much going on. Let's say it wasn't Christmas or Hanukkah, as we're in Hanukkah right now, eight days of Hanukkah, started the second and the 10th. And still have New Year's, and you still have bowl games, and you still have so much going on, and you got a possibility of snow. It's supposed to be a fucking serious winter. Like every time it snows, it costs me between two and two fifty to uh, shovel the driveway. And obviously, I'm not doing it. There's no fucking way I'm doing it anymore. And my wife had the balls to buy a snowblower. I think she either bought it or my father-in-law bought it for us. Uh, and she went out there at like five in the morning and just snowblowed my driveway. But it takes, you know, it takes hours and hours and hours. And the kids will do it. But so now I get, my neighbor does has a great guy, so he does it. But it's still $200, $250 every time it fucking snows. So I used to love snow, but now I know it's going to cost me $250. So how I combat that is I buy $250 worth of food. No matter what, it's takeout. We're going to the deli. We're just going to eat until oblivion. So not only am I spending $250, but then I'm spending another $250 on food, and I'm gaining... Oh, fucking snowstorm. Let's say it snows a day. I'd say you're gaining a legit two and a half pounds per day that there's a snowstorm. No issue about it. Because you're stoned most of the time, right? And you're eating, and normally your schedule is thrown off, and you're just like on, almost on vacation. So I love snow days. Um, so let's get over to what I wrote down here. Because... We're going to go through the Wilder and Fury fight. I watched it wire to wire. I watched it a second time because we taped it. It was fucking psycho. Uh, we're going to go through all the bowl games. Um, I mean, obviously, they're really not competitive. Uh, Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Notre Dame. I mean, fucking Bama's 14, Clemson's 12. I think the over-under in Alabama is 82. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Can you imagine Alabama being the number one team in the nation, going to win another national championship, and they literally could give up 40 to 50 points. I mean, 82. Are you fucking kidding me? 82. So they're saying this game is going to be like 40-32. 40 It could be 100 points. 82. I don't know if I've ever seen a bowl over under at 82. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's absolutely ridiculous. So Alabama's 14 over Oklahoma. I mean, obviously they should have put in Georgia, because that would have been a more competitive line. And both games wouldn't have been double digits then, at least, because you would have had different matchups because they wouldn't have put Alabama against Georgia. So you would have Alabama-Clemson and Georgia-Notre Dame. And those games would be very, very competitive. There would be much different lines involved there. I mean, Alabama-Clemson right out of the box and Georgia-Notre Dame. Georgia-Notre Dame, I mean, Georgia might be a favorite. Georgia would be a favorite. So you would have Georgia against Notre Dame. And I I don't know, what would you make Alabama Clemson? They can't be more than seven. You're not going to make Alabama seven over Clemson, not more than that. Look, they already beat them in the national championship. So, I mean, there's no edge coaching. 
because Sweeney's as good as Saban, even though Saban normally has the better team. Salaman B7 and Georgia. I don't know. What would you make Georgia Notre Dame? I, I, you know, George, what would Georgia be? Throwing a dart three, four? I mean, I know Notre Dame is undefeated, but I, Georgia, I think, would be better than Notre Dame. I really do. I mean, I could be dead wrong. I could be absolutely wrong. But for my money, Georgia is better than Notre Dame. So we have those games upcoming on the 29th, 4 o'clock it starts, and then the next game precedes it right afterwards. That'll be fucking amazing. I mean, absolutely fucking amazing. It's a lot of really good bowl games. I'll get through them. You know, they start next Saturday. We got five bowl games, I think, right out of the box. Very exciting. Epic day. Um, Army-Navy starts it off this weekend. So it's the first break of the full college football slate. And now, you know, obviously December and everybody's going on va vacation and stuff. They have like almost a different schedule for college basketball right now. But college basketball is full-blown, ready to roll. It's been full-blown for a while. But the focus on Saturday now becomes college basketball. Army, Navy, and then the final next week will be the Bulls when they start. It's December 15th through January 7th. Championship game January 7th. Now, all right, let's go right to it. Did anyone see the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight? Because, I mean, listen, first of all, the fight was fucking fixed. I don't give a fuck what you're telling me. Fury won the fight. I wanted Wilder. Fury won the fight. I wanted Wilder. Fury won the fight. I wanted Wilder. Um, are you serious? I mean, Fury won the fight so easily, he was fucking with Wilder most of the fight. Wilder could never hit him, ever, 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 until the ninth, where he caught him, top of the head, and it looked like he was, Fury was, like, crouching, and Wilder just hit him, bang, 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 and knocked him down. Uh, never was Fury hurt, got right up, no problem, and that was it. And then we saw what happened in the 12th round, or if you haven't seen it, you know, it's, it's on, you know, Saturday, um, it's on this upcoming Saturday, uh, the first time that you'll be able to see the replay of the fight. And he caught him really good in the 12th. Two punches. And it was interesting because when Fury went down, I was watching him. His eyes never closed. His eyes were not glossy. But you thought he was dead because he went right down onto his head, flat on his back. Wilder walked away like he won the fight. And 99.9% .9 of the human race and everybody at that fight and the judges and the referee thought exactly what you thought. Fight's over. And took a couple of seconds and they started the count. And the referee really did an excellent job the entire fight. He was a phenomenal referee. The judges, on the other hand, are criminals, uh, corrupt criminals. They're not bad judges as far as their ability. They're just on the take. Uh, it's bought and paid for. Um, it's fixed. I mean, you can actually get to a judge because people cannot actually see whatever they want and just ignore reality. I mean, reality, Fury won 10 or 12 rounds. And you had an actual judge make it like, I think, 115-110 for Wilder, Deontay Wilder. It's impossible. No, 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 no. It's impossible. He won two rounds, Wilder. The only rounds he knocked Fury down. Otherwise, he lost every other round, convincingly, 
with Fury in his face, pissing on him like it was WWF. Fury kept putting his hands behind his back. Uh, literally. And I think the first knockdown was because he was fucking around. Literally. You know, sim similar to, you know, Anderson Silva when he was fucking around with Weidman. The first fight and got caught and, you know, rest is history. But I'll tell you right now, Fury dominated that fight. Fury was the better fighter. He's just too big. He's too fucking big. Deontay Wilder gave up 50 pounds. I think 50 pounds. Think about that. He gave up 50 pounds. I think Wilder's like 6'6", 200. Fury came down from a higher herd of 400 pounds. Andre the Giant type weight. Came down from Gorilla Monsoon type weight. King Kong Bundy type weight. 400 pounds, 250. So you have 6'6", 200, fighting 6'8", 250. This, you just can't get to him. Wilder could not get to him. No way, no how. And for Tyson Fury in the 12th round to get up when he was dead, when he was knocked out, is phenomenal. And when he gave the post interview after the fight, he articulated perfectly. He explained his strategy perfectly. He was so composed and laid it out like you're a three-year-old child understood it. He said he laid on his back, gained his strength, gained his composure, was never in trouble, never thought about losing. There is no way he was ever going to be knocked out. Took the actual amount of time you're allowed, gained his wits, gained his strength, gained his composure, and ended the fight. It was unbelievable. It was un it was one of the most stunning things I have ever seen in my life and ever seen in a boxing match. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, he was dead. He was done. He fell like a million other people that have got knocked out cold. They had to give him smelling salts or they carry him out on a stretcher. Knocked out. Bye-bye. Little yellow Tweety Birds. All over the place. And I can't believe he got up. I mean, it was a and, he, and I felt. Listen, I cannot wait for this rematch. I'd rather see this rematch than Conor McGregor fight anybody, than anybody fight anybody. No two ways about it. Because I'm assuming it was fixed, and I'm assuming that's why the judges made it a draw, which is a total farce, a total embarrassment. As boxing is, it's an embarrassment. Because it's a subjective outcome. It's not mathematical. It's not intellectual. It's not by computers. It's by the supposition of the individual watching it. And there's no way people could be so on one side of the spectrum, so wrong, so opposite a lot of the times. The bigger the fight, the worse the refereeing is. And... Any person with a real brain and a set of balls knows the truth. It has to be fixed. It has to be controlled. It's a money grab by money people that run the fucking sport at so many different levels. And, you know, I'm not breaking ground. This fucking 40 years. Anybody with a brain knows this. 
But it's pathetic. It really is. It's a fucking joke. I mean, it's a joke. It's really a fucking joke. I mean, Tyson Fury won that fight. So I cannot wait for the rematch. I cannot wait for the rematch. I, I mean, I just, I want to know the date right fucking now. When is the Fury Wilder rematch? And you just unload your house on Tyson Fury. Unload your house. Unload everything you want. Fury will knock him out this time. He's not going to fuck around. Unless it's fixed again. I, I don't know. They'll have a third one. Maybe they'll have a second draw. Or maybe if it's a great fight, no matter what, they're guaranteed a third because whoever loses, no matter how bad it is, I'm pretty sure you can promote a story good enough that it'll be a Wilder Fury 3. So let's see what the odds are. I mean, there's no way Fury could lose. He's just too big. He's too big. Wilder can't. Nobody could fuck. You'd have to be 6'8 fucking 300 to, to actually get to him. You know, Wilder obviously has the strength of a god. If he hits you, you're going down. But there's an if, because he has to hit you. He did catch this guy, and any mere mortal would have been dead, so I can't really, you know. Wilder must have been the most surprised person in the entire fucking arena, besides, you know, all the other fans afterwards. Because there's no way Fury was getting up. So Fury Wilder, the rematch... Fury Wilder, the rematch, waiting for the date. And uh, we could talk about another really weird thing happening. New Year's Eve in Japan. Tenshin, oh, it's Tenshin. Tenshin Naskawa. Tenshin Naskawa! Tenshin Naskawa! And you know who Tenshin Naskawa is fighting? Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather! Okay, so it's three rounds. They each are going to weigh 147 pounds, eight ounce boxing gloves. Now, who's Tenshin Naskawa? Well, he ain't a boxer. That's for damn fucking sure. So he's 4-0 in mixed martial arts, and he's 27-0 in kickboxing. So I guess he's a kickboxing expert from Japan. 27-0 kickboxing, 20 knockouts, and he's 4-0 in mixed martial arts, which I guess, I guess... You know, you want me to guess he, you want me to throw a dart? I mean, Floyd Mayweather's probably fucking in on this with him because this is three rounds. It's There's no judges. So this is like a, a glorified fucking sparring match. You know what I mean? That's all it is. All right, so that's it. God only knows how much money Floyd Mayweather is making here. Or if you wanted me to talk a little bit, maybe Floyd owns this guy and maybe this'll be Tension Naskawa's introduction to the world and then he goes into the UFC because obviously he can kickbox. Obviously, he can mix martial arts. And we'll see if he can box because this is three rounds. But it's New Year's Eve. I guess it's going to be pay-per-view. I have no idea who's going to pay for that. I mean, truth be told, I don't know if I would pay for it. I probably would. New Year's Eve, there's bowl games. I'm preparing for New Year's Day. New Year's Day for me, I have to be sharp. I can't be fucked up. And You know, I mean, I might have been fucked up five times in the last 40 New Year's Eves. And that's a lot. Probably not. Probably three times. Because I got to, there's games, there's bowl games. They're early in the morning. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. You got to be, I have to be up. I can't, you know, I'm not really sleeping. So I'm just rolling right into it. But I have to be very sharp. It's a very lucrative day. It's one of the biggest days of the year. I score out. People that never bet all of a sudden bet. 
People fucking that bet once a year call me. Hey, Stu, remember me last year? I call you every year New Year's Day. You know, I have no fucking idea. But I'm very grateful for money. Because you know what it is about money? And very true. I mean, it always fits and it's always the right color. So I guess I'll watch this New Year's Eve. So if it's in Japan, I don't know what time it is. Eastern time. I don't know what time it is. Eastern time. Gotta really look at that. And uh, so December's coming up now. Everyone out there. Do something good for someone. Do not get found out. If you get found out, if you want to have accolades and pats on the back, it doesn't count. Do something good for someone that's less fortunate than yourself and do not get found out. Because that's the only fucking thing about holidays that actually matter, okay? All right? Do something good for someone. Do not get found out. Does not count if you get found out. Do something good for someone. Really do it. Do something good. It's a lot of people you know that lives suck. It's a lot of people you know that lives, they're very needy. There's a lot of people you know that you judge and you say, thank God I'm not A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, R, J, K, Elemental P, Q, R, S, D, U, E, W, X, Y, Z. So, I mean, you know a lot of people in trouble. You know, you know a lot of people that don't have the luxury of listening to a fucking podcast. They don't even know how to do it. Maybe they don't have time to do it. Maybe they don't have the mental capacity to do it or the patience to do it. There's a lot of people that lives suck. There's a lot of people that tragedies happen overnight. Your life changes overnight. Your life could change on the dime. At a moment's notice. So the bottom line is Stu Nation stoolies, the world, get the word out. Do something good for someone. Do not get found out. Do something good for someone. Do not get found out. Did you hear what I said? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Did you turn this motherfucking thing off? Do something good for someone. Do not get found out. While I'm saying this, it's like a trance. It's like, these aren't the Jedi's you're looking for. Let them pass. Do something good for someone. Do not get found out. Right now, think of someone that needs your help. That really, you know immediately off the top of your head, you don't got to think. This isn't Warren Peebles. The first person say, wow, if I could just do a little something for this someone, it would really make a difference in their life. Unconditionally giving, not getting found out. The only person that knows is God and you. I don't even know. Because I have no idea who's listening to this. I have no idea who's going to do it. And just because you say you did it doesn't mean you did it. And if you tell me you did it, it means you just broke the golden rule number one. So you're full of shit. So listen, here's the bottom line. Do something good for someone. Do not get found out. And the most important thing you can do during this time that, that listen, truth be told, there's no difference between December, January, February, March, April, May. September, October, November. All the same. Every day is the same. Give 100% all the time, no matter what, no matter who's looking, no matter who's watching, no matter what. And that's how you go. So it doesn't matter if it's Christmas. It doesn't matter if it's July 4th. It doesn't matter if it's April. It doesn't matter. But during this time of year where society and advertisers and the pressure's on to perform and be with someone and 
highlight these days and hours and minutes in this motherfucking month of December. <sighs> Blow it out. And with me, let's recite the words. Blow it out. <sighs> Bullshit. Blow it out. Bullshit. Bullshit. And it's more bullshit. So don't feel a pressure of the bullshit of this fucking month. Okay? It's any other month. It's any other day. It's any other week. It's any other hour. It's any other minute. It's any other second. Really, it is. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, are you really fucking kidding me? Are you serious? I mean, so you're telling me you're only supposed to be extra special one month out of the year. Give me a person who's consistently good all the time. That's much better than some fucking douchebag. That is insecure, inadequate, selfish, self-absorbed most of the time. And then, you know, fucking berates around like a hero this month. So it means nothing to me. Really doesn't. Okay. So here's the bottom line. My point to this. Focus on you. You're your best friend. You are your best friend. If you can conquer yourself, you've conquered the world. You are the puzzle. So in other words, if there's fucking pieces not in the, that are not you know, fit in the puzzle, you're the puzzle. Focus on you. Be good to yourself. Take time to be with yourself. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. There's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Write your feelings down on paper. Write down your thoughts on paper. Plan your day on paper. Talk to yourself on paper. People who are really motherfucking pissing you off, you want to take a bat to their fucking head, you want to fuck their girlfriends, their mothers, their daughters, their aunts, uncles, sister, grandmother, you know, the whole king of boodle. Write it down on fucking paper. Write all your feelings down on paper. Don't let it live rent-free in your head. Write it on paper. Write it on paper and then burn the motherfucker. Been around forever since the beginning of time, that method, and it works. And it works. An oldie but a goodie works every time, 100% of the time. Might take longer than normal. Might take days and weeks and months and maybe years if that burn is that deep in your heart, in your soul, you don't want to let it go. But if you write whatever's bothering you, whatever's eating you, whatever's living rent free in your head, if you're writing a problem, if you're having a problem, you write it down, you will be able to solve it. You'll be able to re be released from it, 100%. Write it on paper, burn it. Write it on paper, burn it. Write it on paper, burn it. Because put a smile on your face and get the fuck out of your fucking house and let's conquer the world. And let's be great together. Be great, not good. Don't settle on good. Don't settle on existing. Don't settle on existing. Don't settle on a rat race. Don't settle on less than everybody has. You can do anything. In the age of 2018, there's nothing you can't know in seconds at the fingertips of your phone. Nothing. No excuses. How to, how do you want to, dissertations on to, everything you want to learn. You could, you could find quickly. So no excuses. It's only up to your desire and your determination and your commitment. I mean, that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? Your desire will, will, will fuel you. Your determination will continue the fuel. And your commitment will be if you're going to be able to do it. I mean, that's the bottom line.
if you're committed to something, there's nothing you can't do. You know, if you have it in desire, if you're thinking about it, you could do it. If you're determined, meaning you're just going to work at it, just going to work at it, give it a fair day's work, whether it takes a day, whether it takes a week, whether it takes a month, whether it takes a year, whether it takes a decade, whether it takes your entire motherfucking life. Because let's say right now, how old am I? 57. I'm going to be 58 years old. January 31st. I thought Phil Collins was the greatest person born on my birthday. I think it's Phil Collins definitely is 31st. Uh, but PFT is the 31st. So PFT, 31st, me and PFT. So I'm going to be 58 years old. I, I'll be at the Super Bowl with my wife, Sandy, and PFT, and Big Cat, and El Prez, I'm thinking, and the whole crew at Barstool because they're having a party there, and El Prez invited me to every party they'll ever have at Barstool so I could roll into anything forever, anything. Christmas parties, any parties, any parties. So I'll be at the Super Bowl with PFT on our birthday. Our birthday's Thursday, and the Super Bowl is that Sunday, February 3rd, Atlanta, Georgia. I think I've seen two Super Bowls in Atlanta, Georgia. I know Denver beat Atlanta in the Super Bowl, John Elway's second Super Bowl. That was after uh, beating Green Bay for his first Super Bowl. He got the running back Terrell Davis, and they were unbeatable. Mike Shanahan put together a good game plan. Really was just give the ball to Terrell Davis because he had you know two of the best years that any running back ever had ever. He was a monster. He was big. He was strong. He was fast. He ran through you. He ran around you. He never made a mistake. And pretty much after futility, I think Elway's two and four in Super Bowls. After losing his first four, maybe even five in a row, I think it's four, he finally gets, you know, back-to-back -back wins. Beats Green Bay, beats Brett Favre, becomes iconic forever being spun at the one-yard line, trying to go in for the touchdown, gets spun around, touchdown, like a top. But Terrell Davis was really the reason they won that Super Bowl. But anyway, so February 3rd will be the Super Bowl, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and we watched Atlanta, We watched uh, Denver just destroy Atlanta uh, when, when I think it was in Georgia, the last Super Bowl. And, uh, and then one other time, there was another. Tennessee played the Rams in the Super Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia also. I was at that one. And that was interesting because I normally am at the Super Bowl Friday, Thursday night, Friday. And my normal MO on the Super Bowl the day before the Super Bowl, Saturday night before the Super Bowl, you have all the parties. And I'm invited to all the parties. And now my friends run the party so I can get into any of the parties, Playboy parties, whatever it is, whatever it may be. But I always go to the taste of the NFL. And that's the funnest party, taste of the NFL. Because every city provides a restaurant, provides an ex-player, and provides wine. So it's like different like product placements. The people who, who uh, sell the wine are giving you either red or white for free with whatever meal. So you're literally drinking like 60 glasses of wine. You're absolutely sloshed. But every city in the NFL puts up a ex-player from that city, and it puts up a restaurant, and they make a meal, and you get drunk. So that's what I do Saturday before the Super Bowl. And that's the best fucking party for me because you just eat like a king and then there's an incredible auction afterwards. So you spend money, you eat, you're drunk, and it's a good fucking time. No two ways about that. So I still can't believe Floyd Mayweather's fighting, but I guess it's a bullshit fucking fight. Nashkawa. Bet your bottom dollar that Nashkawa is in the UFC right after this fucking fight. Bet your bottom fucking dollar. 
Uh, enjoy Hanukkah. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy the Bulls. Obviously, I'll be back with you. I've been pretty prompt with podcasts now, back to back to back. Less than a week apart. We'll keep doing it like that. I know everybody loves them. I know everybody's pissed when I go a month, and uh, I will not do that no more. Um, you can get over to BeLikeStew.com. We have so much new merchandise at BeLikeStew.com. You have all your Christmas and Hanukkah sweaters. You have your promises made, promises delivered. You have your I'll kill your book, make a flag. You got your ready to roll hats. Uh, you got a lot of new items for the winter. So be like stew.com. Get over to Source with Stu Finer, obviously on iTunes and SoundCloud. And give us a give us a like, a like. Fucking rate us highly. And you can get over to stewfinder.com for all your picks. College football's been solid and the W net worth game of the years ended six and two for the regular season. 75%, nothing wrong with that. Going into the balls hot and heavy. NFL uh, and 50 diamonds overall are five and one last six. Uh, NFL's 10 and three Sunday night. That's my forte this year. That's what I've been the best on Sunday night. Sunday night, 10 and three. Sunday overall best bets, 50 diamonds, 17 and nine. So get over to stewfinder.com for your picks. Obviously you hear that I have no voice. I'm going to rest it. I love you. God bless you. Bye-bye.